Basement, foundation, crawl space, and structure. This section covers all of the visible structural elements of a house that are required to be inspected during a home inspection. It is important to understand these systems and components. Remember that this course is about the standards of practice and not about how to inspect the various systems themselves. We recommend taking the free online Structural Issues for Home Inspectors course. Basement, foundation, crawl space, and structure. The inspector shall inspect the foundation, the basement, the crawl space, and structural components. Most homes do not have major structural problems, but some do. In a well-maintained modern residential building, there may be no major structural problems. Homes built in the 19th century often show signs of settlement and may have only minor structural faults that can be readily remedied. Major structural problems, when they do develop, are sometimes easily seen, but most often there are finished walls and personal items obstructing the visual-only inspection performed by the home inspector. There could be major structural defects in a house, but if they are not observed or if they are concealed and not readily accessible, the home inspector is not required to report upon them. According to the standards, the inspector shall describe in the report the type of foundation and the location of the access to the underfloor space. Home inspectors are not structural engineers. A visual home inspection of structural components can identify a home's structural design and type of foundation. In relation to diagnosing the structural integrity of a home, that's far beyond the scope of a home inspection. Only a structural engineer is qualified to check for and determine structural vulnerability, soundness, or integrity. A home inspector is not required to provide any engineering or architectural service and not required to report on the adequacy of any structural system or component. For example, imagine you see a loose brick in a load-bearing exterior masonry wall at a house. The home inspector recommends correction and further evaluation at this structural wall. The home inspector should not comment upon structural integrity, soundness, or make any other structural comment that would require them to be a structural engineer. Home inspectors should make observations and report defects that they observe. Evaluating the design of the structure and its effectiveness are beyond the scope of a home inspection and any load or engineering calculations should be left to professional engineers and architects. Always report the facts as you have visually observed them. Do not offer speculation. When in doubt regarding a structural or any other issue, defer further evaluation to a licensed professional. According to the standards of practice, the inspector shall report as in need of correction observed indications of wood in contact with or near soil, observed indications of active water penetration, observed indications of possible foundation movement such as sheetrock cracks, brick cracks, out of square door frames, and unlevel floors, and any observed cutting, notching, and boring of framing members that may, in the inspector's opinion, present a structural or safety concern. Any observed cutting, notching, and boring of framing members that may, in the inspector's opinion, present a structural or safety concern. Masonry cracking. Monitoring the masonry walls of the house is needed as part of a homeowner routine maintenance plan. Although masonry can deform elastically over long periods of time to accommodate small amounts of movement, large movements normally cause cracking. 
Cracks may appear along the mortar joints or through the masonry units. Cracking can result from a variety of problems, including differential settlement of the foundation, drying shrinkage, particularly in concrete block, expansion and contraction due to ambient thermal and moisture variations, improper support over openings, the effects of freeze-thaw cycles, the corrosion of iron and steel wall reinforcement, differential movement between building materials, expansion of salts, and the bulging or leaning of walls. Uneven settlement. Uneven or differential settlement can be a major structural problem in houses. Serious settlement problems are relatively uncommon. Many signs of masonry distress are incorrectly diagnosed as settlement-related when, in fact, they are due to moisture and thermal movements. Indications of differential settlement include vertical distortion or cracking of masonry walls, warped interior and exterior openings, sloped floors, and sticking doors and windows. Settlement most often occurs early in the life of a building or when there is a dramatic change in underground conditions. Often, such settlement is associated with improper foundation design, particularly inadequate footers and foundation walls. Wooden structural components. Wood structural components in houses are often observable only in attics, crawl spaces, or basements. Elsewhere, they are concealed by floor, wall, and ceiling materials. Common signs of wood structural problems include sloping or springy floors, wall and ceiling cracks, wall bulges, and sticking doors and windows, although many of these problems can be attributable to differential settlement of the foundation or problems with exterior masonry bearing walls. The five types of problems commonly associated with such components in houses include deflection and warping, fungal and insect attack, fire, connection failure, and improper alteration. When failures in wood structural components occur, they usually involve individual wood members and rarely result in the failure of the entire structure. Instead, an elastic adjustment takes place that redistributes stresses to other components in the building. Active water penetration. When evaluating the structure, one of the biggest problems to look for is an indication of active moisture intrusion or water coming into the structure. Sometimes it's obvious, such as when there is water pooling on the floor. Often, the signs are more subtle, such as efflorescence or staining of the interior trim. All accessible areas should be inspected for indications of moisture intrusion. When indications of water penetration are found, those areas could be probed, examined further, and reported as in need of correction and further evaluation to determine the extent of any potential structural damage. One of the most common problems in small residential structures is a wet basement. The home inspector should check the walls and floors for signs of water penetration, such as dampness, water stains, peeling paint, efflorescence, and rust on exposed metal parts. In finished basements, look for rotted or warped wood paneling and doors, loose floor tiles, and mildew stains. Water may come through the walls or cracks in the floor, or from backed up floor drains, leaky plumbing lines, or a clogged air conditioner condensate line. Sump pump. If the home has a sump pump, it should be checked as long as there is safe access to it. In some cases, the pump is sealed as part of a radon mitigation system and should not be disturbed. 
If the homeowner neglects to test the sump pump routinely, it may lead to water penetration into the structure when a significant weather event occurs. Access. A home inspector is not required to enter any crawl space that is not readily accessible or where entry could cause damage or pose a hazard to the inspector. The basement or crawl space is often the most revealing area in the home and usually provides a general picture of how the entire structure works. In most cases, the structure is exposed overhead, as are the HVAC distribution system, plumbing supply, and DWV lines, and the electrical branch circuit wiring. The home inspector should attempt to observe areas of the foundation structure whenever it is safe to do so. Your inspection is based on observed conditions at the time of the inspection. Many homes have small accesses into crawl spaces and basements and are often filled with personal storage and items. If access is restricted, the inspector should note the limitations of the inspection. According to the standards of practice, the inspector is not required to A. Enter any crawl space that is not readily accessible or where entry could cause damage or pose a hazard to the inspector. B. Move stored items or debris. C. Operate sump pumps with inaccessible floats. D. Identify the size, spacing, span, or location or determine the adequacy of foundation bolting, bracing, joints, joist spans, or support systems. E. Provide any engineering or architectural service, and F. Report on the adequacy of any structural system or component. The inspector is not required to do any of those things.